変身
I mean, you know, aside from like weird shit in Digimon, like the fucking like poop Digimon and like the slime Digimon and like one, yeah, like there's there's weird. It's very Digimon is like extremely Japanese in a way I don't think people understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because like it's always had this weird. There's definitely a Japanese like not like genre, but like a definitely like a through line. A lot of like there's there's a certain tone, right? Yeah, there's like, what do you call it? Like, cyber fiction almost. Like, there's just like a lot of stuff. Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Like, when it comes to like science fiction, there's like a very specific Japanese style of like cyber science fiction. It's because like, you'd be um, on that phone and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like Digimon, <laughs> Dot Hack, stuff like that, right? Like, Dot Hack is very. Very yeah. Japanese in like Japanese MMO in a way that like if someone was gonna make a a movie about or a anime about a MMO like it would not be be that way if they're from the West it'd be like oh you know like World of Warcraft is my reference but you look at like Sword Art Online or like Dot Hack and it's like this is not yeah anywhere remotely close to my experience with an MMO. What is weird is it's so different from like a like what people think of when they think of like what isekai anime is too where it's like mm-hmm. much more like about just like that alienation that weirdness like it's like something that yep. like comes up a lot and like a lot of like um the world ends of you has that like a little bit too yeah i mean a lot of persona. even to some extent even deno has that because like yeah. ryotaro is like a man out of time right like he meets all these wacky characters one day and he's like yeah, he still, you know, lives in Japan and, like, it's, like, you know, where he's from. But he spends so much time in, like, this pocket dimension in space with, like, four fucking weirdos in suits and a a lady who likes punching people maybe a little too much. And he's just like, I'm a dude. <laughs> yeah, but just a dude. And, like, honestly, like, uh, part of the reason why, like, I, um, to end up, like, watching a lot of, of the comradeers because, like, it like, has that, like, quality of like oh it's alienating to be alive but also like doing stuff and like part of the world and, like it's just like a very different way t- to do a hero than like even like spider-man like who's like the quintessential i'm isolated hero you know right yeah yeah or 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 batman or whatever right like yeah in ways in ways ryotaro is japanese batman yeah rich playboy mm-hmm you know, I mean, both their parents are dead, so that's the same. The parents are dead, Alfred. Uh, I, My um, parents are dead, Alfred. Get the Shinkansen that rides through space. Alfred, how many times do I have to see my mother's pearls fall in crime alley when Joe <laughs> Schill killed her? I'm going to punch Bob the Goon, Alfred. I wish you would just delete this video and stop playing it every time I wake up. Victor's ass. I'm sorry, I'm crying about my parents, Alfred. <laughs> Just as he put a bunch of scars, yeah, Batman, dear. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I got in like a really big like a uh, kick for anime because I was like looking at like a bunch of the like new hot stuff or like the new stuff that's like mm-hmm. maybe it's gonna go nowhere. Um, have you heard about um, Takopi's original sin? No, I be I so hang on. Let me qualify that statement. I might have because it could 
have a Japanese name that I know and not the English one. <laughs> That's fair. Um, it's like a super short, maybe like 16, 20 volumes, but it came out on Jump Plus and was like, apparently like became like the most read thing in the world. Hang on, um, it's called what? Taco P's Original Sin. Um, Taco P's Original Sin. A like, um, squid or is it octopus like alien like comes down and um has a mission of making the first person they meet smile but they meet this like really abused and depressed like seven-year-old girl oh okay weirdly enough i i I literally saw this manga like yesterday and i was like is this some like because like you look at the cover of the the each volume and i'm like is this some weird like rape manga like what is this it's like yeah it's kind of wild sometimes when like you're just kind of like there's certain things where i'm like huh based on this cover what is this <laughs> but yeah it's like a, it's weird um it's definitely like depressing in a way that most things are but it got super huge i was like oh that's wild uh and then um dan to dan is one that i think is gonna like get really big that's like um hmm. also jump plus but it's about um a um two kids uh one who believes in ghosts and one who believes in ufos and then they're both right but only each other knows and it's like very odd uh but yeah like it's like just weird to see like early stuff before it even gets like adapted anywhere and be like right. oh this feels like it's gonna become the biggest thing in the world in like six months or like four months or whatever yeah because like always <laughs> manga manga gets like an ad usually anime adaptation like usually years after right sometimes most of the time anyway oh thank you uh, i got brought cookies Ooh, thank you very much that's incredible <laughs> anyway yeah i mean like it it usually you can tell like if if something is like a pretty critical darling when it comes to like being a manga like it will have an anime adaptation like pronto because they want to capitalize on that. Especially, like, you look at, like, um, Kimetsu no Yaiba, or sorry, Demon Slayer, mm-hmm. I guess, if people don't know what it is. Everyone knows it. I, I don't know I why. think people know both names of both yeah, shows. They're I was like, going to oh, say, like, Boku no Hero, yeah. That's yeah, a, yeah, like, I'm not, yeah, I, I don't know why I felt the need to do that. But, anyway, like, that had an anime before the manga was even finished, and, like, it's the amount of Kimetsu no Yaiba stuff. Like, everywhere is insane like i would put it on like tier with evangelion for how much it gets hoard out yeah um it's wild like i kind of like got like turned off by it a little bit because i was like i enjoy what i read or like watched like i like i haven't read it but i was just like oh this is so popular like i almost like don't feel the space to enjoy it if that makes sense right um but speaking of like Evangelion. Um, so I um had last seen it like when it came out on Netflix, but uh-huh. um my partner, um, she was just like, Hey, um I for years have been like, Oh, like, yeah, mecha anime, it's great. Um we should watch some. I think you'd like it. Um, but then like somebody else like told her about Evangelion. I was like, I've told you about the show, but like we watched it all in like five days. Mm. Um, except for the movie and like, I, I've never watched the movie the is critical. 
yeah, the movie's very critical, but um, I was like, it was very interesting to go back to that show because you could feel the tension and like the issues and like the backstage stuff pretty hard of that show. Right. Uh, but no, um, I actually really like uh, the end of the show like a lot. Like I know a lot of people like didn't. Where everyone's just clapping in a circle. Well, they're clapping for character growth. They're like, oh, character growth. Good job. Like you're not too messed up. Uh, but no, um, that's a show, though. That is just you watch that. And like, oh, man, I got a serving. So I have like a personal problem with Evangelion because like there's so much to like about that show where, you know, how it tackles like mental issues and like parental neglect and like you know puberty and becoming an adult and mm-hmm. this that and the other stuff right now it does all these really like deep things and it's got like the the cool backdrop of like the christian mythology you know stuff but i think all of that over time has been incredibly undermined by the amount of like just absolute whoring out of that series and like the weird over sexualization of like characters who are like essentially what they're like 15 yeah it's just like you can't you can't on one hand be like I'm trying to sell you a serious message about depression and coming to terms with your own life and suicide but also here's this half naked 15 year old I think part of it is that um we're kind of used to getting something that's been processed a little more and this was very much somebody who was like actively working through things Mm. while it was being produced like, like this is like a first draft of feelings which is why like i'm interested in like what happens in the rebuilds eventually but also maybe it was so big and so defined by then that like not much changes but yeah it's it's weird it's very um, di- the rebuild stuff is like pretty different as far as i heard like i haven't watched it but yeah it's weird how like it's weird how often i have to say oh yeah and i wish that these 14 year olds were sexualized or like mm-hmm. whatever, but it comes up a lot in like media where I'm like, man, I wish these 16 year olds, these 13 year olds, 15 year olds, like, uh, um, Japan has a problem with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of places have like that, like, problem, but like, yeah, like it's like a definite thing I noticed in Japanese media where I'm like, I mean, oh. if we're gonna, if we're gonna rank places where like the degeneracy is high, it's like Japan, then France. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's just, uh, I definitely have trouble like when somebody like recommends me something like I'm a little bit more aware. So I definitely notice it. <laughs> right. Where, like, this you, is a little you give, more. You give them a little bit of side eye afterward. You're like, mm, OK. Or like even like a lot of people are very like passive in how they watch. They're like, Oh, this is cool. And then I'm right. like, yeah, that was cool. But you didn't process that this is like a 15 year old. Like, <laughs> the only a, time you paid attention was the fight scenes. <laughs> yeah. Or like, like in their head, they're like, "Oh, these these characters are teens. They're hot. They're any age, whatever that sure. means, you know." Yeah, which is a bad habit. I like try really hard, but it's definitely uh, like one of the things I liked about um my hero is like, "Oh, this is like feels like a little slight on the teen sexualization." Yeah, it 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 like it sees the line. It looks at you on the other side of the line and it just dips a toe. Yeah. Which uh, compared to some things, um, but yeah, it's hard too because like something like Evangelion, like I'm trying to like be better about enjoying things as they are, but also Mm -hmm. be like, 
that's fucked up. But also, I, I don't have to unpack how fucked up it is for everybody and just be like, ah, right. it's messed up. But yeah, that's a that's a messed up show. Uh, a lot of I'm definitely for content warnings on content, and like the only thing in that show is nudity and smoking. I'm like, you should add a couple more of those. <laughs> You should maybe add like on the suicide episodes or that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, there's there's like entire episodes where he like basically talks about like wanting to kill himself. Yeah, and there's like the scene of like a, a the character like hanging themselves. It's just in the show. Oh yeah, that preface. happens too, doesn't it? It's been a while since I watched it. I think like I don't know. It. <laughs> I think it's funny because like when I watched it, I was probably like maybe fourteen or fifteen. So like I was like at the same age as Shinji in the show yeah <laughs> and i remember watching it and like after i was done i'm like man that was pretentious like what the fuck <laughs> like even then i thought that evangelion was pretty pretentious like it tackles a lot of stuff but even now i'm just like mm, i don't know like i can't take your message seriously when i see all the other shit you're doing outside of like you know the message you're trying to present no, yeah, um, it has a lot of issues. Um, I definitely am wondering how the movie's going to go down a second time for me, a first uh, time for her, because that movie has some stuff. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a lot about a show that we didn't watch this week. <laughs> that's a good name for something. That's a lot about a show we didn't watch. Uh, but no, um, so we looked at episodes uh, 28 through 34 kind of the post movie arc for a uh, comrade deno that's a little bit more arc but um yeah so uh that is sub seven episodes uh 28 too lucky too excited too strange 29 lucky horror show 30 madam how about the fireworks 31 i need you 32 last card zero 33 time traveler kohana and 34 the time interval pianist uh and yeah um what were you feeling about these episodes so coming off the movie is is kind of the first episode is kind of weird coming off the movie because mm -hmm. and this is this is why when i mentioned that we watched the movie i'm like they didn't build gao up and then he just gets murked at the end of that movie and it's like okay you know like they beat him up he's dead end of the movie they didn't get any special stuff there was no special form there's no nothing and then immediately in the next fucking episode against some jobber goon they're like oh we can just all combine now yeah that's i like the justification for it and like sure the show is such a weird i definitely am like I'm asking too much of the show to be like, hey, can you show me the gun and then can you fire it? Because like right. the show has shown the gun a couple of times, only fired it once or twice, really. And like it's a all ages like Star Wars, like DC, whatever, like thing. Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I uh, thought it was interesting how the show came back. It was like, oh, yeah, we forgot one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Consequences. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit weird. I mean, as far as the form goes in this episode coming back, like I think it looks kind of cool actually. I personally I'm a fan of like designs that are a little bit like lopsided or like uh asymmetrical. So the fact that you have like Kintaros on the the left arm and then Urataros on the right arm and they're they're kind of like one's pointy and one's like downward, it kind of like makes that like nice S shape. 
it's a mess and it needs to be a mess, which is good. Yeah. I mean, it's a mess because you have like five different characters combining onto a single body, right? Like, yeah. What are you going to do? No, um, like this is a weird episode because it's like, um, they're having a fair, they're recapping the movie. Then like people start like to fade, like it's back to the future. It's like, oh no, mm-hmm. what's going to happen? Right. Yeah. Which is weird. Cause like the, the I don't think that's ever happened previously in this series, has it? Uh, with for, for like people. Sieg. I mean, yeah, okay, Sieg, Sieg, I can understand because like he's being like unborn, mm-hmm. but I mean, for like other characters, they never disappeared like that, if I recall correctly. But I guess like maybe there's not a there's not been a situation where that's the case. I do think that like weird time stuff is starting to come to the forefront more. We see like a lot of like special cases and like what the rules are in these episodes. And I like seeing that stuff. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think it, it, speaking before we get to like the end, but speaking as like this whole chunk of episodes, there are questions that have we've had since the beginning of like the appearance of some characters that have been answered now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the show is definitely like trying to show some consequences like in Clavateers, like their bond averts the loss, which is like the most right trope thing ever. But like it's like, yeah, it's like what stories like to to do. And like I I kinda like how it's like, oh, like made a phone, but like cause like your feelings are like so strong they come back. That's just like one on one storytelling, but it works. <laughs> yeah. I I didn't quite understand why it's a phone. Is there like a specific reason why it's a phone? He said he wanted to keep in touch, and that's when Momotaro was like making oh, okay. fun of him for having no sense. So it's it's like manifested as a phone because they're calling each other, and yeah, okay, that yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But um, I like super forms like two that aren't just like a linear upgrade. Like there's something weird about it, mm-hmm. or like some limit to it, and like this having to have all of them be awake and like in good shape and like on the same page. That's fun. I like that. Yep. Um, and yeah, there's like not a lot going on this episode. Just I mean, like th- this episode, uh, at least 28 anyway, is like specifically there just to be like, Hey, here's new form. Like that's the entire plot of this episode. I- I'm wondering like what they want people to do. Are they just like, okay, you saw the movie. Here's the aftermath. Like it's so interconnected. Like it's almost weird because it's like almost super expecting that you like have seen the movie to make any sense of it. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, like they showed like a little, a little recap of the movie. Do they not at the beginning of this episode? They show like some fights happening, but like not how they got there, how they ended. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like they show Gao getting murked, and you're like, okay, cool. And then you're like, good thing I saw that movie. Yeah, good movie. Love that movie. Could you imagine oh, if you were like watching this weekly and then you like didn't see the movie and then you just watch episode 28 and you're like, huh? Like, it's like last time on Common Writer. It's like, this didn't happen when I watched this last time. What the fuck is going on? Well, that was me back in the day because I was watching fan subs and they didn't have the movie. Oh, yeah, that's true. That would be kind of wild you'd be like what the hell yeah uh because like those don't come out until like dvd blu-ray which is like six months away from here like after the series is ended usually right which is fun when they're like just weird what ifs basically but this one was like weird but yeah mm. um 
I don't know. It's not not really like a super lot to say about this episode because yeah, like I said, it's yeah, it's just to say, literally really. to introduce climax form, which is cool. I like the animation of like the the train track like ribbon that goes around him. What it does kind of set up though is like the next two episodes are in this like super sitcom like liminal space where they're just like showing characters <laughs> as like you think of them and they're doing yeah. nothing. They have no arcs, but they're just like hanging out and it's weird right yeah because the next two episodes are the next one is one-offs yeah it's like they don't have a two episode arc so like the next one is the the uh, haunted house episode right yep with the with the guy who thinks that he commits murder by bashing a dude in the head with a fucking rock yeah yeah um there's a lot of questionable motivations here like yeah in 28, like, a guy wants his jewels back, but he finds out they were all crappy and, like, worth, like, $3, which is funny. Well, you, like, you look at it when he goes to give it to the guy in the car, and it's just, like, literally just a plastic tiara. Someone bought it, like, Daiso. But this guy, so he had no money. So he's like, I better kill this man dressed like Santa, because it's December 20th, right. I think. Like, I <laughs> he's go. like, I have no money for presents, so I'm just gonna kill this man with a rock who's dressed like Santa in rural Japan, which is really weird, but okay, sure. Who just goes door to door? Like, they never did they ever explain, like, what he was doing as Santa? Was he just, like, going door to door and giving presents to kids? Was that his deal? He's a neighborhood chair, but so he was like, oh, I'm oh, giving okay. everybody something. Yeah, because, like, he set up the whole thing and, like, he was like, oh, Ari, can you make sure that you're, like, a tea date is with you for like so people come to this test of courage. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so it's wild that you would hit somebody with a rock to get money, and not just like threaten them, right? <laughs> I'm gonna beat you up, or I have a knife, right? Like, no, I'm just gonna hit you in the, in the head with the rock like a fucking caveman. And like, I don't know, I get the impression that there aren't a lot of like abandoned acres with schools and stuff in like Tokyo. Oh, no, 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 Tokyo. That, that is 100% correct. Oh, it is? Okay. Oh, there are so many abandoned schools out in the mountains. So, so many. I thought they like, were in their neighborhood in the city, though. No, this is out in the, out in like the countryside. At least, okay, maybe in the context of the story, it's in their town, but where this place actually is is like in the middle of fucking nowhere for sure yeah who knows what neighborhood means though <laughs> like right they're like i mean nearest it. when you when you think of tokyo like what do you think of i mean it's kind of like a sprawling city right like it's like right. pretty but long. that being said tokyo as like the the greater tokyo area things that are still considered tokyo it goes all the way into the mountains like oh, you're true. in you could go out there and it's like dense forest there's like a river running next to you there's nobody around you're like on the side of the road somewhere and like technically that's still Tokyo so I grew up next to like commuter rails into Boston and that's in America right. like that's like how much like a city is like in like I'm sure in Japan it's much more because they actually have like a functioning like public transit system but that's something else but uh yeah i do enjoy the goofiness of this episode though where like they they all kind of take over his body at one time and he's like switching back and forth between people as he goes through the haunted house yeah 
and like I do like too like how like it starts with like Yuto and like he's so like worried about like two cars and like Denim feels bad he's like oh no I'll mm. make him feel better by getting him a date with Ari even though he gets this date every day I feel like he goes in the shop and gets like personal attention but yeah um I do like how like they have two left so one gets used for him being scared in like a haunted house <laughs> right and it's it's like it's like the most high school culture festival fucking haunted house with like a dude in like blue makeup as a zombie right like it's not it's not anything like that would legitimately actually be scary to anyone who wasn't like 12 years old it seems like a lot of fun to do though be like oh like there's oh, something saying i'm the grudge yeah, up here exactly right well like isn't there a part in this episode where like someone goes to s- scare uh Ryotaro when he's possessed by Kintaros and Kintaros just like picks him up and like stuffs him in a fucking locker like a grade school bully what I personally love is that um, this show is just like hey kids let's see Naomi's whole ass while these characters are talking and it does this like panning shot over her butt while they're having a scene it's like what's going on here (laughs) I don't know I mean hey she's got the she's got the nickname for a reason might as well use it yeah, and that nickname, kids, is Asha Yeeks. She is Asha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, but um, I um did like though um how we got a like rider punch uh that is underused. Yeah. Is this the first time that there's there's been a rider punch and a rider kicks? Like in the previous episode, they he rider kicks the enemy to kill them, and then in this one, he punches them. Is this the first time in this entire series that they've done that? Rod form has one. Oh right, yeah, that, but that's later on, or is it? Did the it happen first before? time Rodform showed up? Maybe the other time in the movie, at least twice. Mm. We've seen it, but yeah, um, right. Th- this form having those is nice. Like, uh, I like it when there's like a non-weapon finisher, which is always good in these shows. But yeah, um, and then of course the guy gets caught for murder. <laughs> what right, <a> weird. <laughs> Not only did he get caught for murder, is that the victim was the chairman and he didn't die, so he set this back up to lure out the guy who attempted to murder him? Yeah. That's kind of weird. And also the guy didn't recognize him for some reason. Right. Like, oh, you're, wait, what? Yeah. He still got arrested at the end of the day, but like, you know, at least he didn't kill anyone. Also, the chairman put a fake skeleton in there. Or like a real skeleton from like size class in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just Yeah, it's it's fucking weird. But uh episode 30 is interesting though. Um because it's also a one-off and it's just what's going on here? Um and uh there's a lot of um spousal abuse in this episode okay, okay. that kind of Thank just you. gets walked over. Thank you for saying that, because I was going to say, speaking of people who are out of pocket with their plans, their stuff. Yeah. You meet this dude, uh, Fujiroshi, right? Or that's somebody uh, else? No, uh, Fujiroshi no, is in the right? next. Uh, this guy's name is... What's his name? Um, Toru. Okay. Toru Terasaki. So Toru... Um, to- Toru, I should say. Toru, okay. Yeah. Long O. He's like a... Oh, we meet him, he's like... I had a dream of 
making fireworks across my family. And then we see what actually happened, and he threw and a it's table like, at his baby. Yeah, so like he's like he's like, oh, he he like he like feeds Ryotaro this like really sap story. He's like, oh, I had this dream to make fireworks and I was gonna be the best firework maker, but you know, my family didn't understand and I lost my family. It's so sad and blah blah blah. And you're like, man. Fuck those people. They're assholes. You should you should go get your dream. And then it like flashes back to him just being like, shut up, woman. You don't understand. And she like flips a fucking Kotatsu across the room. And you're like, holy shit, dude. Like, Jesus. Yeah, he's like, she's like at the crib with this like presumably like infant newborn child. Yeah, she's like cradling a child and he like flips a fucking table at her. Like, I was like, okay, that's this is like a wild and, and like later on, like she's at her job five years later because it hasn't seen them for five years, like looking at right. picture of them like, oh, I can't wait till we get reunited. Oh, no, I'm I'm attacked by a monster, which is like, what do you think? He has. I, I know that like an apprenticeship is hard and maybe you have to do it full time in a way where you right. can't also work elsewhere. But five years to make fireworks without seeing your family and abandoning them. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's like. He, it's it's really funny where he he does give that like entire sap story. He's like, "Oh, my child has never seen my face, and it's so sad." And blah blah blah. And it's like, "Yeah, well, like, of course they haven't, because you seem like an absolute psychopath." And then it's just like, "What the fuck?" And like, it's just, <laughs> he's just such a weird dude. <laughs> he's just like, mm-hmm. and then his family reunites at the end. It's like, what, like. He's not Odysseus. Like he was no. gone for five years making fireworks in the same town, like with a, a train ride away. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, like, and then you know, later he like this is at the end of the episode. He fucking like makes his first firework or whatever, and it like goes perfectly. And then he's you know at his his firework presentation, and his like wife and kid are just like there behind him and they're like oh, okay i understand and then like everything's hunky dory i'm like are you serious like what like this felt like a test of like reading comprehension <clears throat> it was like what what was was anybody else watching what happened like it's fine if this dude's like hey i haven't seen my family because i did a fire like the way you do this like adorably is like oh my wife got upset at me and i haven't seen them we make up not like i left them and said we're divorced through a table exactly right yeah it's like ah god like okay yeah it's it's just really weird um another thing that that happens in this episode is yuto at this point he's like down to a last card now, the entire series, we've we've been going through this whole thing of like, okay, he has like a certain amount of cards, like what's going to happen? I mean, this gets answered later in the episode, but he, he ends up um, where in this episode, Deneva like had like approached Ryotaro in hopes of becoming an Imagine with the other four, I guess five if you include Sieg, uh, so that like Yuto couldn't use his card to transform into Kamen Rider because he needs Deneva to do that, right? I think he was doing it so he wouldn't have to. He could still transform into his main form. Right, but he couldn't do, uh, what is it, the... Yeah. Not, not the Altair form, Deneb form or whatever it is. Vega form. Cause Vega form, stuff. that's what it is, Vega form. But yeah, um, I did like how we get, like, to that... 
potential of Denna being with Ryotro, we do get why that wouldn't work. Is their enemies like their energies too much? Like he like rides his bike, slips out of a nano peel, like loses his like tires, like get like broken. Oh, it would and- be it would be like he would be like a walking nuclear bomb of like clumsiness. Cause like um Ryotro like horny anime falls on Deneb too, and it's like a weird little moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah they like whenever they're together i kind of y- yotaro and and deneb together is is really goofy because like they're both kind of like idiot klutzes they're they're very much like a very similar type character right yeah which is why it's like fun to see why they don't work together yep oh it'd be it'd be so goofy if they were <laughs> they had a form it would just be like what is this yeah um what else happened here? Um, oh, um, they get thrown in some mud, and then like when they transform, like when they have like left the transformation, he's cleaner than when he went into it. I thought right, that was yeah. weird. I was like, oh, that's fun. Transformations in Common Rider are magical things that like defy space and time. Yeah, heal wounds, that kind of stuff. Yep. And of course, the uh, card gets thrown to the river, but in the mm-hmm. end, they find it for next time. They find it again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like just like everybody's doing weird side stuff like they're just there for like a vertical slice of their day where they're like play games in the deadlighter and it's like i get the show's popular and like maybe the sitcom like super like no time's passing like nothing's going on like the characters are just here doing nothing is maybe part of that but it, it was just like weird to see here it was like this does, does this show have direction or is just like a weird batch of episodes you know right yeah it's it's yeah it's a little, little bit of a weird uh Weird set of episodes, like because before the movie, right? It was like very evident that they were having um, t- like two episode arcs, and that comes back near the end here because then there is like another two episode arc. But um, it it's weird just to have like these kind of like bottle episodes where you know the stuff happens in the episode and then it's finished. Like it feels very monster of the week, and that's fine. But just like mm. it's weird because like the show hasn't had an overarching plot and then they had one that they got rid of in a movie so it's like we left the overarching plot we don't have one here's a bunch of episodes that break the format one-on-one have spousal abuse and no through line yep yep but uh i do like episodes 31 and 32 if this was like a three or four episode 31 and 32 is awesome This was being made in like a typical season format. This would be like the end of season two or three or something. Right. Yeah. So it, it was it was weird because, I, I mean, these are um kind of connected episodes. But like I felt more interested in what was going on in these two episodes than I was in the movie. <laughs> no, totally. There was character stakes here. It mattered to like a lot of questions we were asking. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um. So like. The start of this episode is like a random person is being held by their by their imogen and then like Yuto can't transform. Right, because he's only got the one card left. Yeah. The question um to Yuto, what the cards are, and then like later on, like we find out, oh, there's something very important, but mm-hmm. here it's not said. But um then like the clearest scam I've ever seen in my life <laughs> happens to Ari. <laughs> Yeah, so at first I was like, what the hell is going on? 
so dudes from a repo business sent by the bank have come to repo all the stuff in the milk dipper because Irie own owes them 10 million yen. So I thought for a second it was going to be like, uh, oh, this money was um, to Sakurai Yuto, but he's gone, so he can't pay it or something. But right. No, it's just but no, it's just Irie for some reason has taken out a 10 million yen loan and never, ever paid it back. Probably because she's been absolutely like mind shattered. Well, no one says like who the whose loan she guaranteed, and they no, never. Yeah, yeah. They're like, here's your signature, and whose money did you like certify? I don't know. But anyway, uh, but like <laughs> they try to take the important telescope, and that's when like, right? It's it's Yuto's telescope. But then, <laughs> as Ryoto's getting chased with it, um. We meet a guy, and we know he's cool because he's got motorcycle, he's handsome, and he's got bad spoken oh, rap music. Oh, man. When that rap music came on, I was like, who is this? Right? I was like, this guy is just, like, the coolest motherfucker in this show. No one else had... Okay. Nobody else, no enemy has ever had, like, theme music. I don't recall anyway. There's like generic battle music, but no one, no one that shows up and just has like their own fucking rap song. Yeah, um, it's wild too. Cause it's like I couldn't find anywhere what it was. It must have been made for this episode or like some like yeah. clip from Apex. Okay, so I, like right yeah. now I'm listening to it. Ooh, yeah, like dun dun dun. Don't and know nothing <laughs> about me. I have to wonder, like, it, it's recorded in English, but, the, like, that doesn't necessarily mean that, like, anyone who spoke English recorded it. But it's just weird to have, like, just all of a sudden, dude shows up with his fucking 2007 boy band, Japanese boy band haircut, like he's out of some fucking visual K group. Mm, yeah, he's, like, he such like, a... He looks like a fucking Tetsuya Nomura character. He looks like a main character from, like, a... 2006 like not big three toku series yeah that's mm-hmm. what it looks like but yeah uh he's the president of either the bank or the repo company i don't really remember too well but he's he he's, has the power to stop the loan basically yeah he's the owner of the company that she's indebted to which like super clear shady shit but you know um well especially when you consider he's like oh i'll just wipe away your debt if you marry me and like he gives her the most like ugly weird clamshell heart shape like clearly not real rig i've ever seen yeah it's pretty gaudy uh and of course like rutaris wants to like kill him but like they actually <laughs> he wants to whip his ass like yeah. he shows up and within five seconds rutaris is like i'm gonna kill that bastard which fair but i love how like he says oh did you forget me too and then like immediately like realtor was like what me too yeah and like um that's like a good just it's he's such an 80s villain mm-hmm. that having him connected to like the forgotten love i guess from before is like such a smart move to like make these episodes seem so big but yeah um how do you like how like realtor like has the trust of Rutros enough to like make him feel good to be trusted back and told that he can come right. when it's time to fight. But yeah, he talks to Yuto about not wanting to 
have his sister remember, but she should. Yeah. Um, but then like his sister goes to like meet with the guy and like a Fujishiro. Yeah. Um, and Fujishiro is just like, yeah, remember like you love this dude so much. Like I was just handsome. I had no money to try, but he's gone. So I thought I'd try. And she's like, who the hell are you talking about? Yeah. She's like, I don't, what? And honestly, like, I kind of feel for the guy a little bit. Like, he's like, oh, yeah, so your fiance was gone. So I thought I'd try. His method of trying is wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little bit weird, right? <laughs> Just, I'm not sure, like, what was in the water in like 2007 Japan, but holy crap. Just, um, yeah. But, um, he gets possessed at some point by an Imogen that, that happens in the next episode. He gets possessed this time. Wait, he forms a contract no. here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he makes the contract in this episode and then gets possessed in the next one. And like, whenever there's like a grasshopper theme, like, of course, like an important, like, oh, like this monster's at the least an homage, but like, this mm. is like a cool, like, the way that it's intent on hunting down and killing Deno. And we don't know why yet. That's cool. That, that's a good way to do yeah, it. Yeah, it's 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 in. Well, I mean, like that's the whole thing where I think that um, this character is more interesting than Gao was in the movie. Is that like this character over this arc, over a two episode arc, is presented to be like more cunning, more smart. He has a clear like motive for why he's doing what he's doing he's strong as hell he beats the crap out of deno in the first episode like he's he's legitimized as a threat right where yeah like, gal was never done that justice in the movie really the stakes were higher in the in the movie but it, like okay and the way he's saying stuff like oh do i have to like i i know there's four of you do i have to kill you one at a uh, a time or like will like killing one of you kill all of you yeah, like, call, yeah like he's just he's just straight up intent he's like i'm going to murk you like and then he's like and then i'll have no problems and the way the fight is like stalking through like the train yard is tremendous it's like oh it's like where is he what's he gonna attack and then like his weight to reveal that he has like an underling too it's like oh he's just right yeah there's two them. of them he had this time uh but yeah um they get murked, yeah, and um, need to be saved by Dana, which happens at the start of the next episode. But I do love um, how when Yudo calls for Dana, he comes from under a bridge, just like he's like King Kong or something, like starting a level <laughs> or something. Yeah, just like he's like I'm Dave. Yeah, I'm just here hanging out. I think though that they they established like that that that's where Deneb is like hiding out, like he's just under a bridge. Yeah, just hang it out, waiting. Give some candy. Um, I do like how um, he just fights through this building to get to this dude, and like where Arya is, is like I, I don't know if he needed to, but sure, cool touch it. I guess. Well, there's like there's like dudes who work for the this boss, and like it's really weird because I I'm looking at it, and I'm like, man, I would not put in that much effort to protect my boss ever against a dude who's like just trying to bust in and especially someone like Yuto who clearly will beat the fuck out of you because he's like whacking people and they're flying off of him like yeah just be like mm, nah you're good but also like very clearly this dude's like into some stuff if he's like mm -hmm. 
became like a successful businessman at like to this magnitude in like two years from nothing. Yeah, that's true too, right? Because like, well, I mean, how long has Yuto's been missing for longer than that? Has he not? It's only been two years. No, Yuto was missing like months. Like he was missing in like January. It's like right. So he hasn't gone that long. So at this point, the only people who know about Yuto are Rito's friend. Right. Kind of Ari. Him, but he's like special case because he's like angularity point. And then like this one dude, basically. Yeah. Which uh, he must have been like stalking her or watching her. I'm not sure what happened there. Maybe. But. Yeah. Like, it's very weird that he's just like the second that like Yuto is kind of out of the picture that he just like shows up again. So like he it's he must be keeping tabs on Ivy, right? Like that seems to be the only logical conclusion that I can make. And she doesn't remember him, so it's like, oh, he's like showing up for a month, but thought she had a boyfriend, so he's like, I'll go commit right. crime till I'm rich. <laughs> I mean, it. I think it's implied that he's supposed to be like kind of like a loan shark type character. Yeah. Um, what he's possessed like the second part of this arc, though, he looked great. Those contacts are like, oh, solid. He looks awesome. Where he's got like the black eyes with like the red kind of irises. They're like kind of red. I think more possession should happen because, like, that could also, like, be a way to have, like, fight scenes that are, like, around other people and, like, around stuff, too. That would be, like, a little more. So like, here's here's one thing, too, I'll say about the fight scenes. So, like, when when um, Yuto is fighting him in, like, human form and he just has that, that fucking pipe or whatever. Yeah. Like, the the intensity and the there's just like the power that it looks like is behind those hits is awesome. And if that, if that's like the actor portraying the, the character doing those things, it looked great. Like he looked like he was going to fucking kill him when he's swinging that stuff around. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of other work for, um, the actor for like Yuto. Like he's been in like a lot of like Toku stuff. And I know that, um, I, don't know what this guy's been in, but like maybe just like into like his stage combat or like really got told to put it in because it was like a important episode. But this kind of is yeah. like this great choreography. This entire episode, the fight is awesome. It like honestly, it's more interesting than the fight that was in the movie, to be honest. Yeah, and like this fight lasts a long time. Like a lot of these fights are actually pretty short, like especially around the time of like a new form where it's like mm-hmm. the new form gets used and it's it, and, right. And fights yeah. over. It's like, yeah, the new form shows up and then like to, you know, show how powerful it is. They, they just have the monster job immediately. Right. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about it next time, but um, there's a scene where Naomi visits with a gift says, Oh yeah. Like Hannah sends this, Sorry she couldn't come. She's busy. And of course, like, that comes up later. And then, like, that's when Deneb comes up and kind of explains, at least, that the cards are important. But right. then <laughs> there's um this point in, like, a later scene where he's, like, leaving the hospital where, like, Momotaro just harasses a nurse real bad. <laughs> <laughs> he's, just like, he's like, you old lady, get out of the fucking way. And he pushes her in the hallway again, just be like, yeah. Yep. One small bit um, is that the uh, two suitors actually fully expose that the dude's like a shady criminal who can't do this. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how the 
non-reporter that's like a life coach helped, but he apparently was part of it just as much. So good for him. That's a right. fun sidekick. Um, but yeah, um, the patterns on the ceiling of the room she's being kept in look like constellations, and that re- reminds her more than being told this guy's name and who he was. Well, and then it's and then it's like her and Yuto are in the same room, and it's just like this protracted scene of her like. Do I remember you? Uh, uh, uh. Right? Like, it's like five minutes long. And there's like, it like keeps cutting back to, um, you know, Deno fighting the the grasshopper things. And it just goes back to them and just slowly reaching your hand. And then back to the fighting and then slowly reaching hand. Like, it keeps going back and forth, right? Yeah, and this fight's like just so long in a cool way. It's like that possessed person fight with the pipe to little like Deneb getting beat up by one and then two to like sword form and like him fighting to like the main fight and it's just like uh <laughs> do more of this this is great right. um but yeah like they definitely are in the soap opera zone with that whole like I'm about to touch your face after five minutes but I don't and you have to go to save your friends right uh but um I do like how he says, like, the cards are mementos. If you don't use them when you need them, then they're worthless. Right, exactly. The bike shows up for a bit. Uh, we see Climax form, like, have, like, a cool finisher that's, like, the sword gets caught, so he goes into his finisher, and that's how he, like, wins. That's yeah, pretty cool. Blasts him with it. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Yeah. Solid two episodes. Just, yeah. Like, this is all time stuff, character stuff, like cool fight seeds, like a lot of weight. I would love it if we met some more like uh, people who are like, I'm going to work with like my Imogen or like I'm going to kill Dino. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. So Yuto leaves. He uses the last card to fight one of the uh, ant hopper demon dudes. Yeah, they're Hopper Brothers. They got uh, belts that kind of look like Comrade Black, too, which is right. cool. So let's talk about the implications of using this last card, because I think it's important. It's a question we've had since the beginning of the, you know, beginning of the series when Yuto showed up, like what's going to happen when he uses all the cards? It's effectively he's erased from time. So I'm going to assume that like the cards are people's memories of him. They say at the start of 33, and it's kind of weird, it's like, that's what 33 and 34 is about, is, like, what happens after, but, yeah, so those people's memories of Sakurai Yuto, at least, like, at least the one from 10 years in the future, the one that's not from 10 years in the past. Right. So he now is unmoored from time, so, like, if he was to be killed, for example, he would just be gone. Like, nobody could remember him in a way that could reset time if it was, like, important like that uh which can happen sometimes with like these big time stuff not everybody will you can get killed but sometimes it's like a big enough alteration time will reset he has none of that protection i guess no doesn't (laughs) seem doesn't seem to be the case and like i like that too because um the yuto that we're seeing the one from 10 years in the past um he's has no connection to anybody (laughs) No, well, and it's weird too because I noticed that in I think it was in this run of episodes, it had to have been because it wasn't in the movie that you see trench coat wearing Yuto show up again, 
Mm -hmm. doing doing shady business in the background so like i thought that we had been like oh trenchcoat man is is the yuto that you see on screen now but that might not be the case like this could be yuto from even farther in the future or someone who's looped back around to the past and come to the present i do think that he's definitely like he gave up something to make yuto like zero dose and now he's like still at this stuff so is he a watcher is he holding in infinity gem like what is his thing like is it like are people like is he just like trying to monitor things and like get some information but Mm -hmm. he's definitely in this mysterious role like i like how different the form of power is to like using memories and time like just that's a tough thing to do that's like a cool limitation to be like oh and now nobody knows who you are nobody knows you are you are literally like erased from time so it's interesting because like everyone else forgets who he is so he's like basically erased from time but he didn't disappear because ryotaro still remembers him is that like how it's being uh like explained to me because like that makes sense because other characters like with Sieg, when the baby forgot Sieg, Sieg started to disappear. Now, if we're going under the assumption that the cards were people's memories of Yuto, every time he used one, they forgot who he was. So now that he's used the last one, that should be everyone has forgot about him, but he's still there. So what's the deal there? I mean, I guess it's like kind of like a weird, not parasocial, but like if, for example, a time wave happened and everybody died, but then it got fixed. Everybody would come back, except for right. people who nobody remembers. Yes. So he could, like, get shot and die at any point in the show. Like, if it was, like, a normal person with a gun or, like, a being attacked by, like, an Imogen. But yeah. if time shenanigans happens, there's just people who, like, don't have any contingency. Like, oh, like, there's no backup of you in people's memories, basically. It's kind right, of like exactly, exactly. Very, like, um that even Galliot thing like oh there's a version of me in your heart kind of thing at the end there's not one here for him so if time happens he's screwed <laughs> and time tends to happen to him so but yeah um i want to talk about um how realtor figures this out is he calls his friend sawada in england england yes and um if you will look to the uh to our discord really quick i i took a oh, okay hang on let me let me just take a peek a look at the signs in her dorm or her living space <laughs> or her college i guess um first off there's one uh that's the camera pans over what do you want to study in college my school is a very la- laid-back atmosphere websites just like its own sentence lowercase websites nearly all of the hands in the audience shoot up when he asks about wikipedia is free multi-link it's just like this random bit of text like on like old like sci-fi screenshots and stuff hang on is this not just like the first line of the description of wikipedia it's weird it's like a scene too like i took one of them where i like up the contrast a bit and it's like talking about a classroom where people are, are like asking questions and answering questions it's weird and then it goes into that but it's just like random English to make you think she's in England, of course. Uh, <laughs> then there's 
a sign <laughs> next to her. Yeah. Uh, what first do you class want to be-, be in the future? Oh, you're talking about this one. What what, what class be- uh, class begins at eight thirty? We have a a physics exam. Is that what it says? That's wild. Can you imagine just a sign of your school that said like it's like ah the broken side's right. What's a semester like? What right? Well, like if you don't know English, like it's just there, and you're like oh English. But if you do know English, like. The intent there to me is like your fucking physics teacher came to your dorm and posted this up to ensure that you knew that class started at 830. <laughs> you had a physics exam like that's wild. My your professor wouldn't do that. And then there's like the sign like next to her, her head, actually, that like y- you mentioned, which uh, the one that's the one that's next to her head. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of uh, what are your plans for the future in black? Then in yellow, then in white, across the picture of Big Ben, which is like, I don't know about you, but like, I don't like most of the places where I was like at school or whatever, or like at dorms, didn't have pictures of like nearby. <laughs> nope. It was like, oh, go on a semester at sea. <laughs> yeah, it was always like advertisements for like events going on at the school. Like, this feels like something that should be in a classroom. And not just in the hallway of a dorm. And she has like two friends who are like blonde. One's in like pigtails and one's in like a fresh braid. Like pass by her. She's like, okay, bye. And then when the call's over, they've come around the other side behind her. So they were going past her out the door. Then they come around behind her. It's the same two people. It's so ridiculous. I love it. They only had like two white people that day. So they had to like make it count. And of course, both of them are blonde women. Yeah. Who do not look British at all. Like, no nope. offense. They, like, if you told me she went to fucking school in, like, the middle of Stockholm, Sweden, I'd believe you. But just, I love, like, it, this must happen, like, all the time for, like, other languages stuff. And it's like, but to see it for your, like, own language is very funny. Like, this is just a Wikipedia sign. <laughs> that's great and um the phone she has too is like this old classic like british like looks like white and silver it has like rounded top this is very funny um yeah it's it's weird weird i just love that her friends leave past her and then appear behind her 50 seconds later say oh let's go out after they already said bye to her Mm. (laughs) but yeah yeah it, it yeah she forgot about Yuto, which yeah, it's like a fun cameo, but that's like all it is. But um, then we see uh, the most interesting part of the episode, though, which is the Denlighter stops by a cliffside with a bit of track, like warping out of it in like weird circles. It looks really ominous and like cool. Yeah, it's a vaguely drill-like. Hmm. Hmm. No, I don't. <laughs> I'm just talking to my ass at that point. But yeah, like, um, they stop and specifically. Okay, here's here's the thing, right? It's like throughout this entire series, we've always commented on the owner of the den liner being like the most cryptic old fucker in the world, and he's just like. Mm, looks like it might be a new line. Who knows where it goes? Not me. I've never seen anything like this before. Perhaps, maybe. I have doilies, too. If you'd like yeah, one. it's like, 
like it's just so it's just so weird like he's just there to be like ooh mystery but i don't know what it could be ooh like that's his entire job in this show and it's like does he really need to be there do you ever um see how like a lot of like comic books and stuff had like their like unmade movies where like the script came back and it was like super weird and they're like what like why is there this spider-man script about like scorpion trying to get him to like hate humanity because they're all like because they're both insects it's like what's this about and like it's right. like the person clearly like didn't know spider-man uh the mm-hmm. owner is that but for doctor who i think <laughs> kind of yeah he's just like what's time he's like i'm the master of time but what's time i'm not gonna tell you Tie me, why me? Yeah, exactly, right? Like, it's it's weird, because, like, on the one hand, I don't know if he knows everything about time, or if he's just pretending to know everything about time, because he's done nothing to sway me either way. Yeah, no. Um, He's just kind of there to be weird, and, like, we'll see what he does the rest of the series, I guess, but he might just be there to, like, be ominous. <laughs> right, yeah. Uh... But the other major thing is that Hannah is a child now. Yeah, so, like, okay, I, we didn't mention it, though, but, like, Hannah had been, like, mysteriously gone for, like, mm-hmm. the past two to three episodes, right? Yeah. And then yeah. she shows up, she, she calls uh, Ryotaro, and it's like, hey, um, can you come meet me? Something weird's happened. And then he shows up, and she's, like, nine. And he's like, what? <laughs> So this is the kind of thing where it's like she had an illness or whatever, but it kind of sounds like overwork to me based off like what I saw of the backstage like reports of like, oh, like something about whatever, which has to be hard when you're a model. Right. Yeah, she she. okay yes. I remember reading about this. So I wondered when it was happened because I remember they said like, oh, she she got like replaced halfway through the series. And I was like, oh, I wonder how they're going to do that. And. Now that you've mentioned that, I'm like, oh, okay, it's very obvious that this is this is how they did that. Yeah. I feel so dumb for not realizing that that's the case until now. No, it's just such a weird thing because she's such a big part of the show and she's been de-emphasized pretty heavily for a minute. Right. Which makes things like, this really feels like a something with just the scheduling or the way she was treated where she just like had to right. let go, which must suck because I like, I think she did stuff like a couple years after but like also like the shelf life of somebody like especially like in the kind of role she was probably getting is very short in like media and like you know like especially in like japanese media where it's like oh you're 26 why are you still acting yeah yeah it's hard to say but yeah um she's a child now um which is unfortunate because really she should have been her own comet rider at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, and I wonder, too, because, like, Hana is in this series, because I guess, like, from here on out, I guess she's, like, the original actress is, is gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Like, she was doing a lot of stuff that, like, Ryotaro wouldn't have to do, because, like, once he transforms into, like, Deno... Most of it is just, like, the suit actors doing their thing, right? Mm-hmm. So, but if any scene that Hana was in 
Hana's actors had to do it, right? So I, I wonder how bad it was. They've made Ryotaro less shy and incapable, but like his new thing is he has no sense too. So like they mm-hmm. kind of like reset his characterization. It's like make sense of his character growth, but it is like he's much more capable of doing stuff now too. So it's like yes, yeah, he doesn't need he doesn't need Hana to guide him around to do stuff anymore. Yeah, and like they show off that she's Hana because she's in the outfit, but also um, <laughs> she throws some anti cowboy eggs at some dudes that want to beat him up. Yeah, well, hey, you know, yeah. <laughs> Anti cowboy eggs. I totally forgot about that. Uh, oh, man. I totally forgot about that. That's fucking funny. Um, yeah, and man, she's got, hey, she's got great aim. Yeah. Yeah, but she has like super strength now, too, apparently, because. That's comedy, I guess. That's she, okay. Which, which episode was it where Hana punches Momotaros so hard he goes through the side of the den liner? I think that might have been pre. Be, that might have been the end of episode twenty-eight, actually, be, before she got small, where she like yeah was crying. She like, punches him through a train wall. It's like she's clearly strong as hell. Yeah, which is like yeah. an interesting trait, but yeah, Hana getting lollified. I don't know about this. It's a little bit weird. It did make me realize that her outfit. I wouldn't have like her outfit. Like I was like, oh yeah, she's mysterious time. It's like her outfit was already like Lolita Thebes. So see, on a child, mm-hmm. it just looks like a child's clothes, but like a little right more detailed, I guess. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but. The plot here, of course, is that there's a mysterious piano man who keeps like going to to like play piano. <laughs> it's more like Rain Man than Piano Man, but yeah, he just like stands out someone's house and just goes woogity 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 with his fingers. He just really wants for Arnold and Gerald to come in and like, give him some love, you know? He's just like woogity yeah. woogity out there. Woogity <laughs> woogity woogity. Uh, but yeah, he's just like going around and like he's like excuse me, like a child trying out like a piano and like he goes into like a like random like No, he doesn't. When he goes to see that, when like the child's playing the piano he's like, get off the piano and then he just lays down some sick riffs off that piano. Damn. And uh, he um he's playing the like main battle theme but like on piano it's really catchy. It's like, oh yeah, it's great. It's awesome. He's like being used has an example for like Yuto to see like who he could become when like nobody knows him or like mm-hmm. he's that like man where it's like oh nobody remembers this man so he like is just unmoored and like <laughs> I like how um that was done and like I do like um the relationship they make with the guy in the coma where it's like oh like it's super been done before but like it just works here because it's like set in this like time being unmoored like what makes you like real and what like makes you be like remembered context mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah um he's a like cool character and uh speaking of cool characters the image for this set of two episodes looks cool as hell he's like pirate themed i think yeah, I, th- no, I thought he was like a, a cowboy 
like Squid Man. He has a hat, like definitely. Yeah, he definitely has a hat. I thought I thought he was very like cowboy themed. Maybe that's it, like a stingray cowboy. It says he's he's a Kraken Imogen. Okay, I'm wondering because like a lot of the guns that they have like around this time, like in like the last series that we watched, which comes out like a year after this Kiva, a lot of their guns mm-hmm. just looked like revolutionary war pistols so yeah, I guess, just like yeah. big ass yeah guns yeah yeah so yeah it's mccracken it's mccree mccracken 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 yeah first name yeah. phil last name mccracken uh, he he looks great though <laughs> yeah he does good old philly good old philly am yeah philly am uh i do like how because it's not like upgrade 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 like the fights just get like more tense and like it's like oh mm-hmm. like he really beat the crap out of Moltres and stuff but like versus mm-hmm. more and more and more yeah so yeah piano man is sad that his friend is in a coma in the hospital and then he wants a piano outside the hospital to play the battle theme from the show mm-hmm. to break his coma is like that like that's the intent I guess I think so, yeah. He's mostly okay. nonverbal, so it's hard to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he doesn't say much, does he, until, like, he's like, oh, now I got the piano and I can play. Like, that's, like, basically the only line he has in the entire ep- two episodes that he's in. Thank you, McCracken, for this master piano. Yeah. Yep. I mean, and hey, Mr. McCracken, he handles those grand pianos with the greatest of grace because they land in very strange places and there's not a scratch on them. Uh, McCracken was my favorite burger they ever did at McDonald's. <laughs> so like a shrimp burger. Maybe it's like um, calamari on top of like a normal McDonald's burger. It's just like terrible. Okay, like, <laughs> you know, you get like, you get like shrimp with like filet of fish or something. There's your McCracken. Yeah. Um what's the one it's like would you get all three? It's called like a Mick Gangbang or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Uh but no, um I do like how um we get more of uh Yurataros here where he's like in the lead and he's like charming the nurse and he's like, let's go charm these moms and let's like play with him and like let's like get to him. But he doesn't succeed there at all, but he does like mm-hmm. He's really heated when, like, McCracken gets back in time and just kills a bunch of people. Yeah, he just, like, so, okay, explain this to me, because, like, maybe I wasn't paying attention, like, early on, but, like, Urataro's, like, rider kicks this dude, Mm -hmm. and then he blows up into, like, giant flying wasp things and, like, other things. Were, imagine, always composed of, like, multiple you know monsters into like coalesced into like one form is that like a thing that was explained so this isn't explained at all like like the first couple times was like oh they got defeated but they became like a monster and said they were going berserk so whatever it's like oh their memories or how much time they ate before they got here it was just like a random thing or because they're stronger i don't know but it's never said like they're a bunch of monsters Right, yeah, because it's just so weird, because then all of a sudden they're just, like, flipping the fuck out and destroying the city and burying people under rubble. And, like, by destroying the city, it's like, they kill thousands of people. They kill lots of people. <laughs> and then, like, uh, 
we see the piano man. I guess like he like fades too, and so just like the guy in the coma. Um, and you just, there's like a shot of people on the street, and they just like disappear into rainbow dust. And like even though we see them all come back, the way like the owner talks about, it, he's like, oh yeah, there's totally people who are just like whatever this happens happens more than you think. They just like disappear. <laughs> yeah, like again, like just so fucking nonchalantly he's like oh yeah people just get a race from time all the time it's like yeah. you didn't think to tell that to us like until now and like apparently like the memories of like the people on the deadliner doesn't count for anything because he like in the end like he gets saved by wandering time but they don't count enough to have him be back in time right well, yeah um yeah it's like what the fuck one small thing, though, is that um, when he gets like the piano in the second episode, it's like the piano that works by the hospital. He gets it from the most scuff ass recording session I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> like it is scuffed as hell. You are right. It's like a generic like, oh, there's some drums play. There's a guitar. And then there's like a grand piano in the background. Doesn't match at all. Different cadence. It's like. It reminded me of like, have you seen those like YouTube videos where like, um, they, they take like Elvis or like someone like performing live and then like remove all the music and just like have him make like squeaky noises with his shoes and shit. Yeah. that That's exactly what this recording session <laughs> reminded me of or like someone like playing, like, uh, taking like animation and then like putting the, how it would actually sound if, if they're yeah. using the correct drums on it it's just like the don't ding dong dong it, like it's yeah scuffed is the perfect word this felt like a skit from like a late like wicked at bernie sequel just like oh yeah we brought him into the recording section <laughs> right yeah <laughs> just prop him up at the piano and put his hands on the thing and just keyboard cat him yeah just uh just, they had so many grand pianos in so many places and they have to like show this like generic rock for grand piano not even a keyboard just a grand piano in the background like why do you have the piano in there yeah like you are like a four set ensemble rock band what do you need a grand piano for just that seed for back future oh is this the sound you're looking for <laughs> sits down on a grand piano uh yeah it's it's fucking weird. I'll say that much. Like, what would you like? You could barely hear the piano. So maybe it was like a like super subliminal, like, ah, oh, the piano is just like playing the background for the real fans. Oh, it's some it's some like new wave indie shit where it has like a subliminal backing track, a piano or something. If you play this backwards, uh, the piano is saying that suicide is the only way out. It's wild. <laughs> exactly. But no, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's just weird. So scuffed. Um uh, and we said that the dude gets on the deadliner until he's remembered, which I guess Right. I have to assume it's kind of like they told us on the show there were no kill shelter, but I have to assume right. that has some high issues of like it's like uh like what's that Coco, that Disney movie where it's like, oh, same thing a lot oh. of people don't get remembered right well it's like i don't know because here's the thing right is is by him not being remembered he ends up on the train right but like does that mean he's dead 
I mean, because I have to imagine that there's like people in the world like that nobody knows. Like they just exist as themselves. They're not remembered by anyone. They're not seen by anyone, right? Like there has to be like one person. So like, do those people just disappear, or have they already disappeared? Like th- maybe I'm thinking far too deeply about this children's show to sell toys, but it sounds like the start of a light novel where like it's like oh the person who like nobody knew who like was like a complete like shut in gets lost right. to time like this is this is like this is like survivor man living off the grid does he does he get sucked into time and like apparently this dude was like a miracle pianist so I, the fact that nobody remembers him is also wild yeah the miracle pianist who's just like playing in like a a, a perfectly pristine grand piano in like a yokohama junkyard is very strange yeah and i um I want to see like more of these educations though. And like what happens and a lot of people that like we see on the deadline are like, I have to assume like there's only so many people. So is it like just, Oh yeah. If anybody remembers you in the next 90 days, you're set. <laughs> so you're your 90, 90 day life back guarantee. Yeah. Just if you can, um, like help a hundred people and also you're a dog. Get back here. But no, uh, we are getting into the thick of it uh, with the show, though. Next time, uh, I was thinking this time to end at the Uto stuff, but then, like, next time, there's so much going on. Next time, we yeah. get a lot of plot. <laughs> I'll say that. Yeah. Have you have you watched ahead, or do you just remember now? You're like, oh, yeah, this happens. I haven't watched ahead, but I did see the next time for... Oh, see, I, 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 did, I intentionally do not watch those. Because I don't want to know what happens next time. Because I can just watch it. I roughly remember. I'm excited because we get a lot. Okay, cool. But yeah, uh, next time, episodes 35 through 40. After that, 41 through 46. And then uh, the last episode will be 47 through 49, the final three. But there you go. What do you think is going to happen? Or like, what do you hope happens? Okay, so there's a couple, there's like now a couple of new plot threads running through this series now, right? Like, I don't know what the situation with Hana's actor is. Like, maybe you know, does she act, does she come back to the story or to the show at one point? No. No, so she's like gone. So like, I guess Hana is now a child forever. Okay, so I mean, that immediately dispels any idea i had about like oh they'll eventually turn hana will turn back into you know a person right yeah she'll be copywriter astra and there's a oh yeah there's a a new line is new trade yeah that's not true yeah 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 (laughs) yeah so that's not gonna happen um i at this point then like there's not any real antagonist per se other than like your your monster of the week Imogen. So I have to imagine probably after this one, they're going to in- introduce some kind of antagonist that goes to close to end the end of the series. Because I feel like you can't just go monster of the week, monster of the week, monster of the week, monster of the week until the end of the series. Like there has to be some kind of overarching plot that has stakes. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm interested to see what they do with Yuto because now he's kind of like that man at a time. He doesn't exist anymore. Like what's his deal? Does Irie actually like, you know, remember him? Cause it seems like, I guess 
the implication for me is that like the first card that he ever burned was Irie's memory of him. Oh, that's a right interesting implication. Yeah, I didn't think of that because if you remember, uh, Ryotaro's friend remembered Yuto, and then he burned this last card, and then she didn't remember him. So, like, I wonder if you know in th- those last set of like five cards or whatever she w- her memory of him was one of those cards which i is weird cuz like i don't really think she would be important enough to warrant having a card but hey you know whatever um <laughs> but yeah like i i think you know maybe that was the case like oh he realized oh i need to burn these cards to become a common writer and when he burned the first one it's like i forgot him so that's why he just said well this sucks i'm just going to disappear now well, she mostly forgot him, so maybe it's like the kind of thing where it's like, oh, it's just a, a chunk of memory, and that's why, like, right. multiple people seem to forget him when he used that last card. Right. Who knows? I assume that there's going to be some kind of resolution to that plot, but other than that, like, I don't really know. Like, at this point, it's kind of open-ended, right? Because there's no antagonist, per se, it, Yuto is kind of like a man out of time, so like I, they they have to resolve that plot thread. They could kind of go anywhere with it, I suppose. The monster of the weeks, though, are super increasingly more menacing, more dangerous, and they seem to be more directed, which is at least like yes, a good thing. That's that way. that's another thing. Yeah, like it's not just like oh, I'm here to do a contract and uh, you know fulfill my contract so I can become an Imogen and go well, haha, I'm evil. Most of them have been like, oh, it's Deno. We're going to whip your ass, like specifically looking for him. Yeah. And now they mention it. If maybe they're trying to if the damage gets undone by memory when it's on that scale, either they're trying to just like go past that limit and like just yeah. cause more damage or they're just like, oh, we need more Imogen. So if we kill these people who are unmoored from time, which is what they say the Imogen are. Maybe mm-hmm. just, that's like a goal to make more Imogen to like break the limit. Maybe I don't know. Yeah, cause, well, because it seems like because we know that Hana is from like a, a timeline that's been like erased by the Imogen. Mm-hmm. Is that just like their goal? Like they want to erase this timeline, and they're they're working. Like, are they working in like? Do they have a union? Like, wh- <laughs> like what's what's their deal? Because they all seem to know. They they all seem to know Den O, so like they must be consulting with each other somewhere, you know. Yeah, it's like uh, like do Imogen go down to like the Imogen like uh, you know, um, unemployment line to like find timelines to invade and go fight Den O? Like what? Uh, like so that actually be like really funny. Like it's like uh, the like scene from like Beetlejuice where it's like oh like we have a job for you because you can shoot stuff and have a hey like hat, you get yep. to be bored. You can go find a somewhat. Yes. There's there's a couple questions where I'm like, where do they take it from here? And wherever they take it, will it be interesting? Yeah. And like definitely do need a villain. Do some stakes. Um I hope I hope that they don't go like, here's the king Imogen. He's the evilest of the, the Imogen. Like, I hope they, they don't really go like that really super simplistic route like i hope that they they flesh it out a little bit more than that yeah like oh no this timeline got destroyed to stop this like cool demon and now the demon's back kind of thing yeah 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 the very the very hero needs to fight the demon lord type you know thing i wouldn't mind if it, if it 
was like a oh negative memories coalesced and and that's like the final final but like not like the actual main antagonist we get up to that that wouldn't be the right worst. yeah it would not be good but yeah no uh, there's a lot to ponder for next time uh and next time we we will um complete our group of our uh personal comradic slots for who our imogen would be but yeah uh it's time for some questions though and as always um who are your top three favorite characters Ooh, um for this set of episodes i have to say uh uh fujishiro the the evil salary man guy was great like i just yeah. liked his character i thought he was like he played kind of the perfect scumbag uh you endorse everything he did yep yeah, 100 percent. yep i agree uh fujishiro for prime minister um <laughs> but him he, he's great like i think the actor was good too um i like i mean he's not really a character I was like, I like Climax Form. Climax Form is cool, but Climax Form isn't exactly a character. It's an amalgamation of characters. Yeah. There's a lot of really goofy stuff in this set of episodes. So I'm going to say, like, my favorite characters is just, like, the the, the Taros crew, because they just do goofy shit in some of these episodes that are just really funny. Okay. Is there a, like, number one, or is it, like, number one or two? The you know what? Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it it's Deneb. Yeah. That was good because he he just he just does like we didn't really talk about it because we were talking about the plot, but he just does some like really wacky shit. There's like there's a scene that made me laugh out loud because like Denim's supposed to be like trying to be low key, right? So he uses like disguises all the time, and it's just him talking to Ryotaro in a fucking hospital, and he's wearing some like he's he's completely in his Denim getup, his 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 super secret fucking disguise is like wearing this like beekeeper's hat and i'm like what the fuck i'm like okay sure why not there's this great scene actually where um they go to the young genius pianist who's in a coma after getting hit by a car and like he's like upset because he was like super rude by showing up and has to be like saved by the like, guitar he's like oh yeah we were uh we weren't in the country so we just to he's in a hospital and like he goes to leave after he's been saved and he just like puts a piece of candy down before he goes for the nurse or for like the guy in the coma i don't know this is the scene where they're fighting the kraken thing and he he fucking shoots tenno in the ass he's like you shot me in the asshole you bastard yeah so you did that on purpose you shot me the ass on purpose yeah uh deneb is is just a yeah. funny character all around because they made this like huge like dude with like gun fingers who just wants to give people candy that's yeah. a great side but no uh for me um uh, i'm put at number three deneb um at number two yuto just super strong uh number one though um i actually like really uh enjoyed um I'm gonna say Fujishiro, like just a very good like one time like two episode like villain. Um, that's mm-hmm. just a that's kind of how you do it. Like that's just like how you make a like short arc mean so much. Right. He felt like a credible threat. Right. Like slash his Imogen, I guess. But like still, like a mm-hmm. like great crew. the evil ant. 
ant dudes. But yeah. Um, what part of the toku of the suits of the choreography was your favorite? The effects, all that. Oh, it's it it's definitely. Um, as far as like the effects, I really like how climax form looks when it transforms with that like rainbow road looking track that goes around him. I think like as an effect, it looks awesome. There's also I I we didn't talk about it, but there's the the effect of like so all he has all the different armor parts on him, right? Yeah. And when he uses rider punch or rider kick, they all like move around his body like a train. So like when he does rider kick, all three of the the pieces from the other image and move onto his leg, or like when he rider punches someone, uh, Kintaro's great, like yeah. the axe thing goes onto like his fist, and the other guys line up behind him and he punches. Yeah, like it looks cool. I really love uh, the way that the like big like train fight at the end. They're just like destroying them. They're just like raining down fire in a circle. Like it's like old like old school war, like pre World War mm-hmm. One. Just. <laughs> Uh, but no, um, absolutely dumping. The best has to be uh the fight scene though in like episode like thirty two and like thirty one. All of those fights are incredible. Yes, by by far, yeah, all of them are awesome. I agree. And uh, last but not least, what was our best fit this time around? Ooh, that's a good question. You might um, just said yours. That's fine. I mean, it it's got to be Fujishiro. I mean, he's just so like when he gets possessed and he has like black eyes and like his his hair is like flipped back. Oh, he looks so cool. One thing I I really like about like him, too, is that like they show that he's like really into bikes, but like it's not at all important. It's just like a good trait to be like, oh, this is like a character that has like some like yeah. depth to them. Yeah, because like in the in the back of his like office, you can see like uh, biking jackets, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, I would say the best fit, um, I feel like Ryotaro had this, like, vest, like a denim vest that just said denim on it that he was wearing for a couple, open it. <laughs> that's great. I don't remember when that was. Which which episode was that? I think in, in the last of the episodes he had that. I don't remember now. Maybe I wasn't paying attention enough. No, there's lots of weird little outfits where, like, there's like, what are you wearing? Yeah, I mean, that's just Japanese fashion in general. Yeah, I really appreciate uh, like the like way they're always in the hottest, most cool Japanese fashion. And it makes it age like milk in the best way. Oh, yeah, yeah. It 100 <laughs> percent. Uh, <laughs> the hairstyles, especially like immediately. I'm like, ah, this was like the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, Just. What a dude. We need more just like random dudes, like just guys being dudes. Like mm-hmm. two zero in the show, but yeah. Dudes rule. <laughs> yeah, dudes rock. <laughs> <laughs> uh but no, uh speaking of dudes rock, um what are you doing uh, when you're uh, not talking about common writer? Uh what am I doing when I'm not talking about common writer? Well, uh you can find out what I'm doing if you listen to my podcast at Tokyo Fresh Podcast. Um, that's on Instagram or you can uh, find me on uh, the Midnight Film Club which is my movie podcast we just put out an episode uh, last week for audition the movie audition ah you are a professional because I said what are you doing not where people find you <laughs> how do you do what to do ah. there, but, yeah I oh, know um, 
I would uh I encourage people um to uh do that like follow on like Twitter too because like I like went on Twitter one day I was like I have been on Twitter for like two days and then, like I saw you like tweet something I was like oh, it's been <laughs> like two days you tweeted this so I can't reply to it but I was like oh yeah good points good points <laughs> good fashion tips or whatever mm. but no uh you can find uh Mia on twitter.com at James Forge and you can find uh the podcast at Common Rides Me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, there's CommonRidesMe.com for episodes and articles and uh, slash episodes to find uh, links out to different platforms. Please uh, rate and review on Apple and Spotify. Uh, there is a podcast at CommonRidesMe.com for any questions. Uh, we will be looking at some questions at the finale of Deno as well, which will be fun. Uh, there is um, CommonRidesMe.com slash merch for links out to all of our merch. Uh, all proceeds for that to go to charity. Uh, and we're back to the Shriver Project for the month of June because they're a good uh, mid-sized um, charity there for our, uh, for our friends. Clap. Clap, clap. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did we learn today, David? Um, hmm, that's a good question. Uh, don't get a loan from anyone. That, or they'll beat you up with a metal pipe. You just made a whole new like shirt for like a token protagonist. Don't get a loan from anyone. <laughs> Don't get a loan from anyone. And then on the back it says Phil McCracken and Pat McGroin. <laughs> Phil McCracken. It's just, it's just the, the, the squid image in with the thumbs up. This is endorsed by Phil McCracken. <laughs> Please, Phil McCracken. Uh... uh. <laughs> If I could find a way to legally distinctly have that, that'd be great, Birch. Just like a big <laughs> crack of dude's bill. Yeah. You already know. Just <laughs> Or it should be uh, just like a picture of like Yurataros, but it's like women want me fish fear me. Women want me fish fear me. Oh, how is that not a shirt? That has to be a shirt somewhere. I think I, I think I could safely do that. Just like he's cartoony enough, right? Right. Put that on like Red Bubble or something. Just will be like fish fury. Oh, the, I. You know what? I will. If if you don't, I will definitely make a fucking a fucking shirt. <laughs> <laughs>